Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay. Let's see how this works. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Okay. Uh, yep. How are you now? Broadcasting from the studios of Crow's Nest in Camaragal country, I think this is. Oh, no, no, it's close enough. Anyway, it's uh, it's the Theory of Thing Investment Podcast, head of head of relationships with our original people here. Uh, it's, it's the Theory of Thing Investment Podcast, Season 8, Episode. I think it's 12 because, uh, remember, if it's talked about enough, it's a thing. This is also the first time that we're doing this over video as well, so we're going to have some stuff to share, just trying it out. Thank you to our uh, our producer, Gregory, for everything that he's going to be doing and, uh, and helping us out. Uh, this show is brought to you by the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange. Uh, anything that you want to have in the mutual funds world, uh, you get access to India, America, Australian funds as well, um, over 3,000 funds around the world. Check it out, amfex.com. Doing some amazing work there. A reminder, all the advice here is general in nature. You know that already. I am James Whelan. I'm an investment manager at VFS Group. I'm a white male, age 42. And this is for the people who are listening only and not seeing it on video. I'm wearing, I'm wearing white chinos or khakis or whatever you want to call them, uh, and a polo shirt. I'm wearing a a, a, a camouflage hoodie um, from GVH Constructions, and they're they're the, they're the guys, good mates of mine, and they've been a guest on the show. They're actually building the uh, uh, the add-on to my house. At this time of year in this economy, uh, I'm joined by Heath Moss of HLM Investments here. Heath, how are you now? What are you wearing? Oh, not too bad, mate. I've got been, been hit with the uh, man flu, so uh, listeners and viewers will have to excuse me if I uh, start coughing up a lung. But uh, apart from that, I'm very well. Uh, just wearing a, uh, a blue and red checkered uh, business shirt, um, along with some uh, uh, greenish type shorts. Again, it's uh, quite warm in the house because it's chilly outside, so we've got the heat is blaring. And uh, in this yeah, economy, everything's right. Yeah, in this <laughs> this economy, mate, I, I'd rather be be comfortable in this economy still. Yeah, but that's uh, maybe that's a sign we need another 25 basis points. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. All right, mate. Well, um, we're, uh, I remind everyone, everyone, mark well, wherever you go, make sure that you do it right. Uh, this episode is being recorded, uh, like I said, in Sydney and Adelaide simultaneously. On, at, it's 10.36 a.m. on the 7th, the 7th, 2023. We're a week away from Bastille Day. Again, hello to Gregory, our French uh, producer for all the work that he's doing. Uh, we've got to go and figure out what we're doing for Bastille. Now, we're going to keep it short and sweet. Um, we do too much on the intro, I know, but we've got a lot of stuff that we have to get through. Uh, China bans, we're talking about the strong US economy. Is good news, bad news again? Um, and uh, the Oz economy, are we going to get another hit? Straight off, mate, the markets last night started to sell the tail. We might be turning back around again um, in that good news in the jobs market has actually resulted in bad news for the market. It has to take a D to it to get to rates increasing first because of the expectations. The Fed speaker, Laurie, Laurie Lawrenson or whoever it was, was out there. I've lost uh, Laurie Logan, I think it was, uh, said that, yep, we should keep on hiking immediately so as they don't lose control of the ad advantages that they've had. Uh, Heath, mate, good news. So do, do you want to go with the US stuff and then we'll go straight into China after that? Just, just a quick yeah, overview of your I market. think so. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all this uh, sort of 
has unfolded in the last 24, 48 hours, hasn't it? Um, yeah. Last night we saw ADP job figures up half a mil, um, which is well above the 225 expected. Now, there's been little correlation with the NFPs and the ADP job figures. Mm-hmm. One uh, one sector that did surprise, though, was construction up 99,000, which is the largest month-on-month gain since 2011. So, you know, people still wanting houses, which suggests there's still a lot of resilience in the US economy. We had during that, you know, the end of the first quarter, start of the second quarter, we had that sort of dip in the macro data, some real softness. But we've come out of that second quarter, the end with some resilience in the consumer and the housing market. Um, We are heading into the US summer. So, I mean, it could be a little bit more buoyancy out there. We saw ISM uh, services, PMI last night, come in much stronger than expected, around 53. Last month was about 50. Um, So it was almost in contraction last month. But, again, services seem to be strong. But, but again, the services side could be because it's coming into summer, people are getting out and about again. so yeah, I mean it's it's a hard, really hard read, and we saw the market come off for around one percent on the back of it. Um, we've got NFP out tonight, so by the time most people listening to this will uh, will have those numbers out, and generally they've been beating um, expectations. So uh, yeah, it's that's really what's what's been happening. I mean, like you said, the the good news is bad news again because maybe just maybe the Fed has to start hiking again. Yeah, they'll go immediately. Uh, bringing it locally, since we're, while we're in that initial market news, uh, the Fed, the Fed, our Fed, I'm just going to call them the Fed, the, the Aussie Fed <laughs> decided, which is totally independent of our actual government, you know, the executive yep. arm of, except they get to choose who the new RBA governor is going to be. Yep. Yeah. Someone, yep. someone was totally from, independent. Someone who's fairly high level was actually commenting on the uh, on on the chat channel, just saying this is it's it's insane. It was it was, it was just one of those times where you just like we all know. Anyway, it's it's one of those great known knowns sort of things like that. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, they, they held off on another rate hike. Sorry, the first time they've held off in a very long time, which is which is great. Yeah. For you know, if I'm not going to go into that sort of thing, I'll leave that up to the Shane Olivers and Craig Jameses of the world to talk about the actual impacts of that. And they'll go again next month. They'll be back into it next month. I'm fully confident of that. We're going to see out there. I think, I think, and it's coming through more and more that the straw has really broken the dromedary when it comes to actual spending and going out. This is now the start of the. We're not doing the peak tonight. This is the, this is that next stage. We're not doing it. We're not. We're yeah. drinks out and our drinks in. I think I'm sure this is this is it. This is the time. It's hit home. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, I, mean- I hope that a port. Yeah. Go. On. Yeah, I mean, we we saw up until May, we saw really weak spending data. Um, May was so far an outlier. Um, Mm. The RBA uh, either hiking or or holding in in, in August, it really is a 50-50, just like July was. Um, If we get, by then they should have the uh, um, quarterly CPI figures out uh, in their hands, along with the, uh, I'm not sure if they'll have the, yes, they should have the, the uh, July CPI monthly CPI figures out as well, um, so that it's it's totally data dependent with the RBA. They're, they're not giving a clear message to anyone really, um, and it, and the market is really finding it tough in grappling that sort of uh, that sort of environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, at this stage, based on what we have now, I don't see any reason for them to hike again in August. Based on the so. data we have now, no. 
um, <clears throat> if inflation comes a little bit stronger than expected or we continue to see strong retail data and spending data, et cetera, then I'd, I'd change my tune. But at this stage, no. And especially being in the middle of winter, I don't think that's that spending, consumer spending data is going to be as strong as everyone expects. expects. So um, although here in Adelaide, I mean, you go to the shops on the weekend and stuff and it's, it's really, really busy. But mm. I dare say they're doing like 80% of their trade during the weekend anyway. So, um, yeah, so for me, it's a, it's a hold at this point, but that could change depending on what data we get coming in the next few weeks. All righty, now let's go and switch over to China. China? Oh, no. China. Uh, now, there's been a ban. Now, this, this is more your sweet spot, and I've been trying to do it. I love the way that every now and then something comes up and you have to learn about a whole new thing that you haven't even heard of before. This week, it is germanium and gallium. Geranium? Gallium, that's it, yeah. Ger- gallium, germanium, gallium. 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 Yeah, yep, yeah, they're the two. They're the two ones. Now they have, uh, they have export export restri- restrictions have been put in. Beijing has stopped the exporting of those particular materials, of which yeah, they mainly. manufacture like two thirds or eighty percent of of each of those things. Yeah, they're yep. they're two thirds of world's germanium production, and they are eighty percent of the world's gallium output. What's it used for? I'm going to ask. I already know, but let's just say that you know I have to I have to ask these questions, Heath. Yep, it's it's it, it, part of chip manufacturing. Yeah. Um, that's more that's advanced chips. You want to put it? Yeah, advanced chips manufacturing. Um, and really, I mean, this is I think more of a shot across the bow of the, of the US and saying, okay, we're willing to start this tit for tat, sort of banning, you know, competition or whatever they're doing. If you want to play that game, um, and it really, it's not really going to impact the industry all that much. It's going to push up prices a little bit because mm-hmm. we do have other major sources. Um, South Korea has a lot stockpiled. I think maybe South Korea saw this coming, so they have a lot of this stuff stockpiled. It will push up prices, but we can source it from other places. The negative is, you know, if it goes on for too long, it really isn't mined by itself. It's a, it's a byproduct of zinc. So, and and zinc production isn't isn't massive either. So, uh, if if if, de- if it gets to a point where we run through those stockpiles and you know we're all clamouring for the same supplier, then it could cause a bit of a headache. But at, in the immediate term, it, it won't. But like I said, it could be the first across the bow, and you know, rare earths could definitely be next. Rare earths are used using a lot of uh, electric vehicle manufacturing in the magnets. Yep. Uh, in defence, it's uh, defence is the important yeah. one. Remember, we had that. Def- yeah. we, had, we had this happen a few years ago with uh, with Trump, yeah. and everyone suddenly went went crazy with the. Uh, now I've, I've just pulled up an article here. Where it's the FT's Lex, um, yep. which you got a sub to. You got a sub to to get the premium subscriber base, um, which in this economy I do still pay for. Um, <laughs> just talking about exactly this battle of back and forth um, with regards to these uh, these bits and pieces. You would think that with was Janet Yellen, so Treasury Secretary, was is in Beijing right now? Yes. That it's so funny that, that the diplomatic relations, it's like it seems to be thawing, but at the same time we see these things going on. It's just part of that exactly. tit-for-tat battle saying that we still control these particular things. Then uh, it's it's it, it, it just sort of gets responded to by the US and just continues. Um, I like this line here at the end here. Uh, 
The battle over high technology will surely retard innovation in both the West and East. In the geopolitical content, sorry, in the geopolitical contest to cut off noses to spite faces, Washington and Beijing are both making steady progress. Uh, what's the play here, Heath Moss? Look, I think, you know, although I wouldn't be diving in now at the moment, considering the softness in the resources sector. But Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Someone like uh, Alinus, L-Y-C, about $7 a share here. One of the, the biggest manufacturer of rare uh, producer of rare earths outside of China uh, in the world. Their, um, their main manufacturer production um, site is in Malaysia at the moment, but they're diversifying, adding one to WA and then yep. also setting one up in the US as well. Um, so that's probably a play. I know in, in the US there is a rare earths ETF listed as well, which you could use as a play. Yeah, like yeah, there is, uh, I can't remember the name of it. I mean, I could yeah. Google it quickly. Yeah, um, I'm just, I'm just going to do this thing here. And, and there's also actually a green um, metals ETF here in Australia um, by Global X that I yeah. think may contain some rare earths in it. Uh, I don't quote me on that, but I think um, uh, that could be a play as well if, you know, if this tit for tat thing continues and uh, restrictions get a little bit uh, tighter um, because we remember the US hasn't um, implemented its advanced chips uh, ban just yet. It, it, did, it did delay that till September. And yep. what, like we spoke about last week, we've seen a lot of stockpiling by Chinese tech firms on with these AI chips from NVIDIA, et cetera, um, and, and bringing orders forward. Like ByteDance had uh, ordered uh, more so far this year than all of China's um, tech sector had for last year. Mm. Um, now, uh, I think NVIDIA said it would cost them about $400 million in revenue if, if these bans went ahead, which isn't a great deal of their um, revenue. But I think this could be the catalyst for the sell-off in that tech sector. Biden comes in and goes, we're, we're strengthening these these bans. You're actually not allowed to sell these products to China at all because at the moment it's just an export ban. So you could eventually, you, you can use a third party and still get it into China at the moment. So maybe he comes in and says, okay, it's a total sales ban to China with these chips. Um, and that that causes the uh, the, the sell-off in, in the tech sector for, for obvious reasons. Yep. Um, so I think that's that's where we're, we're headed at the moment. Um, and that's not lo- not likely to play out until uh, towards the end of this quarter, maybe the fourth. 
Okay. Well, uh, speaking of what's going to play out this quarter, and this wasn't on the script, but we've got earnings season ahead of us over in the of States course, again. Yeah. Um, yep. And the expectations, I think I saw refinitive expectations on the Ausbiz market wrap, which is actually a really good market wrap from Ausbiz. Um, yep. It just tells you what happens overnight. Um, it's just a really good overview. I love a good overview. Just just keep it simple for me. I was just joking with Gareth Ed a little while ago. I need things 14 size, double spaced, and I and I read them with my finger with my mouth moving. And that's how I need my I need my morning <laughs> presentation. Uh, <laughs> what happens overnight? We've got uh, I think it was about a five and a half percent drop in earnings is expected. So this is about that's larger than I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd heard I about mean, it two and a half percent but that that was over a week ago so yeah okay well i mean this these are expectations i'm sure there was a five percent there i'd have to open up my email to do it again i don't want to do that so the, yeah. uh, that's that's quite big the earnings recession does continue yields are still higher um and continue to go higher that's really yeah. starting to bite the market as well we have had a good this is the thing we've had a good first part of the year traditionally july is actually quite strong as well now, very strong came off that carson um, that Carson Group or whatever they are, they have those really good stats. And I can't remember his name. Ryan something. Anyway, uh, he does those uh, those sort of stats of annualising the market, what happens over a certain amount of time. And yep. if the first six months has gone X and it has gone X, like over 10%, then the rest of, like over the next six months, is basically guaranteed to be up. Once that yep. continues, it, it, it continues in the same direction. It's well, confidently um, confidently buying the S and P five hundred. Um, I would be on big dips. Pull your chart out. Actually, you know what I'll do? Have you got a chart there of the S and P? What was your chart? Uh, I've got this is Nasdaq one hundred. Here's the S and P. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, really big breakout there from the the four one nine five mark. Uh, it's what are we forty four eleven at the moment? But yeah, yeah. Westy uh, Chris Weston from Pepperstone actually put out uh, some good data on the Nasdaq last week, saying mm. of the last fifteen years, fifteen. Uh, have they been have been up uh, for the Nasdaq with an average gain of four and a half percent in July? So that's that's huge. And and locally here in Australia, uh, July is traditionally really really good as well. Twelve of the last fifteen have been positive with an average gain of around two and a half percent. And that okay. that makes sense because we're leading into our major earnings reporting season in August, which means um, we uh, there's a lot of buoyancy, a lot of uh, positivity, etc. So that's I think why we uh, we see such a good uh, you know good month in July here. Okay, happy to happy to continue buying on dips, uh, which which is great. I'm still accumulating bonds as well. Um, yep, yep. Short, those, those I mean, yields. This short end, uh, the short end for sure. Short end for sure. Yeah, I don't know if you've got that on the screen there, but you can see yeah, the ten there. years poked above four percent again. So it did it did dive to about 3.3% back in early April there. And that's when the data, the macro data was getting really yeah. soggy and really soft, but it yeah. started to show resilience and strength and, and it's broken out of that downtrend. And we could see those highs of around 4.3, 4.4% again on those yields. But also you've got to remember, you've got the T-bill issuance putting upward pressure on these yields plus the US dollar as well. So, um, yeah. and these are the headwinds we, st- we were talking about for a couple of months that, what would happen in the third quarter in terms of equities and what you know the headwinds they were facing, um, and why we were a little bit on the bearish side of things as well. Okay, uh, well that's enough market nonsense for that. What mm. have you got? Oh mate, the cricket first day of the cricket that was a cracking night last oh. night. I only watched. It was. I went. I, I went to. Night. I went to bed just after Mitch Marsh got out. Oh, got <laughs> I woke out. up this morning. We'd only made another twenty runs or so, so we collapsed at the end. But uh, it looks 
really even with the way England, what, about three for 68 or something. Um, so it looks pretty even, uh, too hard to call at the moment. But, yeah, there wasn't the spice in there that uh, I expected. I, I would have thought there would have been a little bit more spice. It would have been great if we were bowling and Alex Carey just threw down the stumps off of the first ball. It would have, <laughs> would have, would have rattled. Let it go, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, we win this. Actually, actually, in England have to win this to have any chance of winning the Ashes back because, obviously, we've got them at the moment. Correct, um, correct. So we just got, we just got to keep on going. Yeah, a draw um, will be enough for us. But uh, we want to win it. We, we want to see a win uh, every, well, after everything's happened. It was an absolute smorgasbord of sports last night. Uh, oh, it we was. Had, was. The Swannies. Uh, and flicked between the Swans. And every time I flicked across and then and my little girl, because she loves – she's like, we're going to watch the cricket, going to watch the cricket, great. And I flicked across, I accidentally put it onto 70 instead of 74 or 75, I think is, is what we yeah. have for HD football. So the AFL's on our HD – um, the yep. second channel for seven, and she saw it's Britain. Britain's Got Talent was on, and she just went, "No, okay, we're <laughs> going to watch this as well." It's like, okay, so I'm flicking between Britain's Got Talent. I needed more. T- I needed more TVs. I needed a split screen, multiple screens, sort of thing going on. I've got yep. the cricket. I've got the Swans, and every time I flicked across the Swans, I was just like, "They're going to lose. They'll lose this. I don't care how far ahead they are. This is it. They yep. are going to lose this game." But his final, final big farewell at the MCG. Sure as God wears sandals. Absolutely dusted at the death. Um, yep. Fortunately, I tipped the Tigers, so I might be in for another perfect round this year, uh, this week, as I lead the tipping comp in AFL. I should be doing the AFL tips. You should, you know. Anyway, uh, and oh, then the Tour de France. Okay. I got yeah, another okay, winner so... last week in the betting, so I was back on the horse. Good work. I missed out on mine because mine was a, that dodgy, awful bunker decision for the Titans that uh, that blew the Titans up. And that ended up being the, the difference in it. So the Titans actually lost by four. And I had, I think I was, was I four, four and a half or something like that? I think that I had a, with the points, um, just wasn't enough. Thanks to the bunker for overturning an obvious, uh, an obvious try for no real reason at all. Uh, now, what have you got this week? Uh, I have, uh, what was it? Sorry, sorry. Let me check my notes. Where was it? Uh, oh, there we go. So my, my tip this week, uh, paying $2.60 is the Saints to beat uh, the D's at Marvel. Uh, this weekend. Uh, yep. I know Saints only just got across the line against West Coast last week, but the Ds are looking in ordinary form. They've got a few injuries um, and the and the Saints play really, really well at Marvel. It's a smaller ground than the MCG, so it's it's easier for them to uh, play their defensive yep. game plan, the Ross Lyon game plan. So I think Saints uh, get over the Ds at Marvel. Okay, well, I've got the my beautiful Dolphins with the rich history of this football club will come shining through against the Titans of Gold Coast. I think that the Titans are actually the favourites of this one, but everyone, every man and his dog has still tipped the Dolphins at 2.11. I reckon just get them outright. That's on Sunday afternoon. That's the afternoon game on Sunday. Cracking time to be watching some football. That's the last one on a, uh, on a half round because we've got Origin 3 on Wednesday night as well. We'll probably lose that too. I don't really care. Uh, mate, that's the box and dice of the show. What do you think of the new Beautiful. format? Uh, great. I just got to remember that uh, we're on video and uh, <laughs> make sure I, have a, I can have a shave next time. <laughs> everyone in the house is sick or has been sick. It's just been a uh, one of those weeks where, uh, yeah, you're feeling pretty ordinary. But uh, well, you, we push on. 
I mean, you're all just you're all just jammed inside because it's too cold to go outside, and there's nothing to do because it's Adelaide. But the um, you're all just jammed inside. Just just recir- you're just recirculating the air. How how is it possible you're not all sick at the same time? Anyway, need to uh, uh, need to crack open a few more bottles of red wine. I think. Yeah, I've got big ambitions on that too. Uh, coming up, I've got a few things to do. I've actually got some pretty pretty hefty client work to do in the next couple of hours, leaving on Friday afternoon. It's always a way, isn't it? Um, it is okay. That's the, the the joys of retail advisory. This uh, this podcast and this football is my old sharing, which was the, one of the first gifts that my wife gave me. It's been together since since it's been it has been around for as long as Michelle and I have been together. And, Maybe about twenty uh, years, wouldn't it be? I need to send it. The, the bladders are gone. The laces are dog chewed. So mm-hmm. I'm going to send it off to the Sharon factory for thirty bucks. They'll fix that. They'll fix everything. For, oh wow! It's basically just postage. Yep. They'll do give it. it. It's like our own Williams boots. Yep. Beautiful. Fantastic. No, I'll take it back down to Lakes and, and hoof it off there at the home of the uh, the Lakes Entrance Seagulls. Um, mate, that's it. This show brought to you by the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange. Our producer, Gregory, uh, is doing some great work. And let's see Thanks, if he Greg. continues to do some great work. And uh, salute to Gregory and have yourself a good weekend and stay safe. Have a good one, everyone. See you later. That's it. Okay, stay there until all the recordings are done. I'm going to hit end recording. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 